This is Lisa Horlander, and please don't drink the paint water. A podcast and other great advice to survive as an artist. Welcome to the first episode, you guys. Okay, what are you going to hear about today from this random podcast that you're just now listening to? Maybe not so random if you're a family or friend. Um, thank you for coming and listening. On today's episode... I'm going to talk about some small but potentially meddlesome studio arrangement decisions. Um, I'm also going to pose some questions to the listeners because I want to hear what you have to say. And also going to ask my wonderful um, guest today her opinion on the things as well. And of course, give mine because it's my podcast. I can tell you my opinions. And then I'm going to wrap things up with a little bit of what's going on in the art world. Some wacky wild things, some cool things, some history being made, maybe some just what I think you should go see. But yeah, that's going to be today's podcast today. Um, This is Lisa Horlander. I am an artist, teacher, mother, friend, wife, cat lover. More about me probably on the second episode. I'll get into some things, just a little teaser. So you can also check out my art online. Um, My guest today is one of my besties from high school, Elizabeth Meeks. Hello. (laughs) She uh, found out about five minutes ago that she got to be the guest today. So um, thank you, Elizabeth, for always backing me up. (laughs) You are so welcome, and I'm so excited to join you. So let's get started. So whether you are the parent of an art child, an adult art child, maybe fresh out of college and you're just starting to figure things out, Maybe you're like me and been doing this a few years, um, but you're still trying to figure out how to make everything fit into the right schedule. And you've got an art studio. It might be uh, a desk in your front room like mine. Maybe you also, like me, have a nice little studio somewhere else that is big and connected with an art world. Maybe you don't have anything yet. You're trying to figure it out. Maybe you've got a little kid and it's pretty much the kitchen table all the time and you never get to eat on that table. And I've got a few little tips. Uh, My first tip, if you notice the title of this podcast, give some advice on what not to do. Drink the coffee, not the paint water. So how do you uh, avoid these meddlesome little moments in the studio and life? Uh, It's pretty simple. Have different types of containers. I know that sounds like obvious, but don't use a mug for your coffee, your paint water. Just don't do it. I have a really wonderful, um, it's an acrylic container that has like these polymer or I don't know squishy little um, arms on the side that hold paintbrushes it's practical but also I'm never going to drink out of that thing it, it doesn't look inviting so if it's not inviting it's going to work really well do do have your coffee that's good to have around another thing is my oil paint supplies I have lids on everything it really does take the problem of potentially drinking it out of the picture so think about things um ways of making it practical for you but most importantly what makes it easy to use if it's not easy to use you're not going to use it you're not going to have a studio practice you're not going to make things that or you're going to make things and it's going to be a huge mess so have a space set aside just for you elizabeth back me up here how how do you not drink your paint water well i'll be honest um i have been known to drink out of glass jars and more often than not my paint water is in a glass jelly jar so (laughs) it still happens so I can say from experience just what you're saying is true give yourself some dedicated supplies that are used only for your paint and um, you know whatever projects you have going on definitely going to give you a better setup and make you feel more comfortable not drinking something potentially poisonous (laughs) too 
so yeah I agree definitely <laughs> it's like those simple things um that take a few years to actually implement into your world um, for sure I mean you would think it sounds simple but you know you use what you have especially if you're just getting started mm-hmm. you use what's around the house what you've already got and sometimes that can hinder rather than help you in your art pursuits <laughs> so <laughs> that's a great first point don't drink the paint water don't drink the paint water drink the coffee instead maybe it's a little bit stronger than that who knows and also so uh, another little tip that I have is always keep snacks in your studio. I know that sounds crazy and it does potentially uh, go against what we were just talking about, trying to keep yourself safe, but um, you need to keep yourself like hydrated and fed. One of the things I find is when I'm in the studio and I'm really working on something, especially if I have a timeline that needs to be met in like, you know, the next two days I need to finish something. We all do it. I will work for like hours on end and all of a sudden I'll be shaky and I'll be like, why why is this not looking good anymore? I didn't need anything for like six hours. Keep a snack on hand. Um, if, if you're really good at keeping your time management skills organized, good for you. That's great. If you're like me and you get completely in to what you're making keep some snacks around i always have little things of tuna it's like a box and it has tuna and it has crackers i keep them in my studio along with granola bars it helps me out um another tip if you have some kind of travel um, case, whether it's like a little suitcase with some main supplies like colored pencils, markers, pens, paper, or if you're like me, I have a little bag with miniature pad of paper in a travel watercolor kit. So I always have a studio with me no matter where I go because that's really helpful if you are you have time restraints. Maybe you're trying to find more time to be creative or maybe you're just trying to have some fun. So that's another thing that I totally recommend to people, um, especially especially parents, you know, keep some supplies with you at all times. You never know when that young person really needs to draw and you have nothing to use. Okay, so let's... I like that point you just made where you just mentioned keeping something on hand for the littles because you never know when they will need to draw. Um, that's great. That's a great way to go ahead and nurture their inspiration when it strikes because you never know when something's going to appeal to you. Um, so that's a great idea. Keep those um, map pencils and, you know, little tiny sketchbook in your purse. You know, that's that's just a great idea for um, being able to provide your child with something to either keep them entertained when needed or to really just nurture their urge to, you know, create something. The need. I think that's a good word for it. It's definitely there's a need for most creative types to create something and it's spontaneous. It finds you and it hits you and you cannot do anything else. So it's like it's good. They need to create something. I know I need all the time to create something. Um, I actually keep it's about a uh, three by five sized sketchbook with me in my purse always. I don't always use it. I try to do like a daily activity. I'm too busy, but I always have it there. And I know if I am caught somewhere sitting around and I need to draw, um, it's there. It's great. Okay, so I have some questions to the listeners. These are just going to be some fun. I'll post them on social media. Find questions about your own practice and maybe something that will help other people find out what works and what doesn't. And then I'll ask Elizabeth and I'll tell my side of it. Okay, so first question. What is your go-to favorite item in your studio or space of creativity? It could be a practical item. It could be like the fabulous cat statue on your desk. I don't know. It's up to you. Elizabeth, what's yours? Um, Probably the pencil bag that I have 
carried around in my Mead notebook since I was in like seventh grade. It has an embroidered Yoda on it. Yes. Um, it was very well made, as you can tell, because I still have it. And I've had it since I was in middle school. So it's held up really well. But it's what I can always go to find my micron pens um the really good ones and i keep you know um some pencils and um maybe even a couple of metallic paint pens in there and eraser you know just the good so if i did want to grab it and go it's easy to spot i know what it looks like and like you were talking about um always having something with you to travel well on my day-to-day i can't always have it with me but when i get inspired and i'm ready to go i know where to go to look for it so um, I'd say that's probably my favorite. I love it. Gel pens? It does have some gel mm, pens in it. Good. It has to have gel <laughs> pens. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> love them. Um, I have on my desk um, a little – it's like <laughs> – I always have the little, I want to call it a little mini shrine. It's like a little um, metal um, square shaped plate and on it has different items and they switch around and I just think they're really fun. It'll be like, I've got a little box that is like a clear box that was from, my grandpa had made dentures and it says Elzinga on it and I don't know why. I always put random seed pods in there. I've always had it on there. I have a little pretty rock because I have pockets full of rocks always so the pretty rock usually like one of my weird small sculptures and it changes up and I had recently I broke this which is sad but a jar and it had pieces of paper in it that had um, they were from a project that was like clouds so in my mind I had a little jar of clouds and just little pretty things and it always sits on my desk where I can look at it and I change it up so it's like a curated shrine to whatever weird ideas I have (laughs) so that's that's on my um my go-to favorite item okay next question (laughs) it's fun you gotta have some fun that's what I'm like yes it's like Yoda you gotta have the Yoda bag you've gotta have the what is that odd item that gives you some creative umph in your day? Let's see. Uh, other question is tea versus coffee. What about you? Elizabeth, is it tea or coffee? Um, for me, it's tea. Mm, tea. I love tea. I want your tea bags, by the way. Um, okay. <laughs> yes. The side note, if anyone wants to aid me in a collection of tea bags for a big printmaking project, I will take your dried out tea bags. So that's a side disclaimer. If you want more information, check out my website, uh, my social media. I'll be posting the heck out of it this spring because I've got a big thing I'm working on. But anyway, so tea versus coffee. I actually do both. So... I like I have usually have a cup of literally cup of both and maybe like four of them <laughs> sitting there getting cold. Let's see. Uh, last question. What is the worst supply you've ever bought or been given? What is that thing that you got and you're like, this is actually terrible. I hate this. What about you, Elizabeth? Um... I hate to say it because I appreciate any gift anybody (laughs) gives me. If they give me a gift, I know they thought about me when they purchased it. They thought about me when, you know, they wrapped it. They gave it to me. They made the effort. So it's not because I felt like someone cheaped out, but definitely cheap art products. Mm -hmm. I know you and I have talked about that recently. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's just you really hate. The wooden containers. You know, 
to make somebody feel bad, yes, but at the yeah. same time, knowing I can't use these, mm-hmm. and there's really no way you're going to be able to show them I put this to good use because, I mean, they don't have a good use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, But I certainly appreciate the thought yeah. behind the gift giving, even if the quality of, you know, the product is not as great. You read my mind, actually. So I have a container that I think is probably from middle school. It's like one of those wooden suitcases, and it's full of matte pencils that are um, not as good as the ones you buy, the Crayola ones. And there, there's like oil pastels that were like more like oil than pastels. And and it was like I was so excited about it, and I was going to keep it around and use it for special occasions. I no, I I ended up throwing most of them away and kept the box because the box was the best part, but. Okay, here's a, a last question off of that is, um, what do you do with leftover art supplies? Like, does anyone have creative ideas for this besides t- donating them to a college or high school? Because I think we should start collecting ideas for leftover art supplies. <laughs> have you ever done anything with them, Elizabeth? I have a, a funny story. Um, so I got a wild hair to pick up oil painting when I was in college, um, and obviously that didn't stick. Um, it, I was inspired by the people around me that were into oil and had put the time during the semester into learning how to use it. Um, I just didn't have that kind of time. Um, so by the time I tried to pick it up, it was close to the end of the semester, and they had just kind of sat. So after the next semester, when I still hadn't utilized them, um, I just gifted them to one of the other students oh, in the art right. department that I knew was, you know, using oil paint. And you would have thought I'd given him, you know... 200 bucks um which honestly um i was working at a craft store at the time so regular price could have been close to that but i know i didn't pay that much for it (laughs) so it was easier for me to give it away um but yes anytime you can share something that you know you're not using or um that's left over and you know you probably won't use it up Mm -hmm. um then sharing it with someone that you know can use it i think is the best way to um you know, get it out of your space for sure. Definitely. Cause it's like just clutter and then it, it gets on your head. I love that idea. Right. It's the nice thing about um, having a friends in an art community of even a small one, it's like three or four people. You can just share stuff. It's like, I remember there was a, cl- a clothes swap trend a few years ago and we need to start like an art, art supply swap trend yes. or, or a website thing. It's like, who has something I need? And who wants this item I have? I know there's like, there's got to be a Facebook thing like that. If you have um, knowledge of such a place online, please share it with us. Um, something I've recently been starting to do. I So I've been putting um, these clear acrylic coatings on some of my art. And I had leftover acrylic and I didn't want to waste because it's so expensive. So I put a whole bunch of old pencils, like the little tiny bits that are so cute and you don't know what to do with, into a plastic cup. And then I just poured that on top and then I put a cup in there. And then when when it dried, I pulled it all apart and it was like a little container made out of art supplies. So it was adorable. I was like, okay, who else is doing things with their, their leftover supplies? How have they used them? What is a way of reusing them without just tossing things? Because who wants to really add more trash to the landfills? Awesome. Thanks for, for the uh, Thank you all for answering questions. Uh, I can't wait to share that on social media of what y'all think. Okay, it's time for some art news. Who wants to know what's going on in the art world? A little bit, not a not a whole art lesson. Um, 
I've got a few things that I've noticed. Uh, there is um, a few places that I go to to find out information um, that I think are wonderful. Uh, so one place that I highly recommend is The Jealous Curator. Um, it is an online blog that's been around since, I believe, 08, 09. Um, I've been following it almost that long. She also has a podcast, social media. She's awesome. She's funny. Um, and she even has a new thing where you can get you can sign up and you get art in your email every single day which is really cool and it's not a big read it's just a cute little thing and it tells you some really cool um artist or maybe some something fun that happened so i highly recommend that um something that she posted today um is about um Wayne Tybrand, he is an artist who just recently passed away at 101. I'm I'm completely inspired by that idea that he was painting um, even up until the end. So there was a really nice article about him um, in her uh, social media today, um, talking about how he had he was um, quoted this almost neurotic fixation of trying to learn to paint. Um, so he was saying that recently after decades and decades of painting he still felt like he was learning to paint so I was really inspired by that I've already um, been in love with his work he had um, kind of a pop art style um, where he painted like he's really known for his cakes it'd be like a display case of cakes you've seen it I know you've seen it um, but his work was really colorful there would be unexpected color combinations um, there sometimes would be people sitting um, but he would look at everyday objects and give a different spin on them um, Elizabeth do you know who I'm talking about yes I was so sad to see that he had passed no. but you know he definitely lived an awesome life and um, really kind of honed his craft even if he didn't think that he had he yeah. inspired a lot of people I liked his idea that the idea that he still felt like he was learning. It's like, okay, yeah, this is a journey, not a destination. Exactly. Well said. A little bit of Zen for the middle of the podcast. We all need it. We all need it. We do. Um, another on, on the opposite spectrum, like this is, that was inspiration. This one is, um, what do you think about this? Um, so the Tate, there is an exhibit right now of um, work by Anaka Yi's Aerobes. So they're like these flying art creatures. I'm not sure exactly how to describe them because they're more close to a scientific um, discovery um, rather than a traditional piece of art. So it's like she's engineered these large round flying objects that look really cool. They kind of look like little squids or microbes that are flying around the middle of the giant part of t the Tate in London. It's just, it's wild. It's wacky. Um, I'm not sure what I think of it. I still am more torn of about trying to figure out what they are scientifically. Like that part of my brain is totally lighting up and visually they are nice to the eye. And so that part of my design sense wants to figure them out too. But I can't figure out exactly, like, I haven't read up on it. I need to read up on it to figure out what she's trying to communicate. Have you heard about them, Elizabeth? Have you seen these yet? Have not. Oh, my so gosh. got to check it out. You and I can both do some research. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, I saw them about a week ago, and then I was like, wait, wait, what is that? And then I was, I thought it was just a, a scientific discovery. So now I'm like, okay, no, i got to go check it out. So, listeners, if y'all know more about it and have looked into her artwork and what her, 
what she's trying to communicate, please share it with me. I would love to know more. Um, so one last tidbit, and then we'll wrap this first episode up. Um, I want to let you know, this is the time of year, parents, to buy supplies. So yes, they did have Christmas sales, but right now, at the beginning of the year, the companies know that teachers are buying things up. So they have all of these wonderful 60% off sales and like half off of things and insanity. It's insane. So go, go buy all of those goodies for your kids right now. Yeah, you, you just bought them some things earlier, but save it for next year. Save it for the middle of the summer. Right now is the time. Now is the time to go get it. So you guys go get some supplies, go make some art, and I'd love to hear your opinions. Um, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being my guest on my first episode. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Also, thank you, Podcasting Wizards at TogiNet for making my podcast sound absolutely amazing. If you also want to sound amazing and want to start a podcast, I highly recommend you check them out. Have a great day and see you at the next episode of Don't Drink the Paint Water. Mm-hmm.